Hello listeners, welcome to a brand new episode of the Everybody's Eats Football podcast. I'm your host, Nanad, and I'm delighted to officially welcome Jerry as a permanent new member of the podcast. So welcome, Jerry. How's it going? Hi, Nanad. Uh, I'm good. What about you? Uh, yeah. I just want to say that I'm really pl- proud to be officially a member of Everybody Eats podcast. This is a imminent. I'm so really proud. G- big day for me today. Lord signing made permanent. Lord signing has officially been made permanent. Uh team manager Alex, any comments? We're happy to have Jerry on board. Um, he's a promising talent. Um will be an important part of our of our team and looking forward to what he has to offer. He impressed on his loan spell and yeah, I haven't had got anything prepped. That's all I've got for you. So <laughs> let's get into the pod. <laughs> Perfect. Well, on my part, I am also very excited to have Jerry on. I think he's already shown a lot of great insight in terms of his know-how of French football. And yeah, he's going to be a great addition to the pod. So, Alex. Oh, no. I'm just saying we've also got a new thing now that we finally have a, a French speaker actually part of a, our french football podcast we're going to use them like a bar of soap <laughs> so we've, we've got a new <laughs> we're gonna we've got a new um sort of section thing that we want to start off maybe not all but most pods with for sure which is as well as the weekend review which we'll we'll go through we're also going to have a headlines from france section where jerry can kind of tell us one or two pieces of news that he's seen in the french media that maybe hasn't made its way um across into the english media so yeah, excited for that as well. Perfect. Thanks for that, Alex. And with that being said, before we get into the topic of discussion for today, which is, of course, the combined levens that we are planning to do. And um, yeah, before we get into that very exciting section, let's discuss some of the weekend action, starting with uh, Nice 3, PSG 2. Jerry, as a PSG fan, I'll come to you first. When did you stop watching this game? <laughs> well, uh, well, I saw... I stopped watching it when when Murphy but that terrible three one. Uh, I have to I have to be honest. I I could I couldn't bear it. I couldn't bear it anymore. So I've only watched it from one eye. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. I think the game. That's be... not fair at all. I watch Lyon lose every game. Yeah, that sounds like a you problem, Alex. The... I cannot do it. <laughs> I cannot do it. Love it. I love I love the banter. I love the banter. But no, listen, I think this game is perfectly encapsulated by the fact that if you press if you press knees high and if you give them space to run into, they will hurt you and they will hurt you bad. And that's what uh, that's what Murphy did to to PSG in this game, scoring a brilliant hat trick. I must say so myself as a Terra Murphy appreciator. So yeah, important victory for Francesco Farioli, I think, in the grand scheme of things. We'll quickly move on to Lorient 2, Monaco 2. Another great game to watch. Very engaging in many respects. Um, one good news was uh, Fallon Balogun scoring on his first appearance off the bench for Monaco and a great finish in the second half of the game. Ultimately, proving in vain because of Roman Favre's late, late equaliser. But what did we take away from this game, guys? Alex, I'll come to you first. 
I only caught the second half. Um, but obviously, yeah, you've already taken it away from me. Balogun's first goal was amazing. I think it's a it's a really good, just illustration of the player that he is. Receives it, nice tight, sharp movements, shot off his weaker foot um, to the near post from close range. Um, yeah, I think once he gets in the side, they're really gonna start cooking. I'm not gonna lie, I think Benyeda looks a little bit a level off this season, but yeah, the team as a whole is looking really good. Um, and Lorient are also, I think, as we've spoken about, they're looking the the side of old of the first half of last season under uh, Reggie Libri. So I'm excited to see how they do. And yeah, I don't think it's by any means coming away with a point against Lorient at the moment is is um is poor showing. Also, also Isak Toure got the assist for mm. Safav. So two two of my two of my faves linking up to to equalize versus Monaco. For sure, for sure. Um, Jerry, a third draw already this season in the first five games for Lorient. Solid start, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, uh, I think the Lorient this season seems really, really far. And despite losing Murphy, Dango Wataha, I think now we can see that defensively they know what they are doing. But offensively, I think that's where Regis Lebris have a bit more interrogation to see how we can what he can do to make his team really perform on offens- offensively. But I'm not worried for them because for me, the, the 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 big job has been made, which is having a good block who can, uh, well, who are just really good at defending. Mm. It is interesting how much they're kind of shaking things up in the front line so far this season. I feel like they haven't had a consistent starting front three or four at all. Like, I don't think they haven't replicated, like, they haven't replicated that starting front three or four at all in the first five or so se- um, games of the season so far. So that's an interesting, interesting, um, yeah, thing to look out for. For sure. I think they will sure. settle into into a certain X eleven at some point, though. That is the natural order of things. But yes, Regis yes. <laughs> Lebrise's team definitely an interesting team to keep an eye on for the rest of the season. We'll close off this section with Rance one, Brest two. This game, Alex watched completely, I think. So, Alex, why yeah. don't you tell us about the narrative of this one? Well, it's two of my favorite teams um, in the in the league so far this season. I think for very different reasons. You've got Rance, obviously, we're all huge Wolstall fans here. And he's constantly evolving the team, trying to find new ways in which they can play. And I think we are seeing that. Um, and then on the other hand, you've got Brest, who are just doing the basics really, really well, making use of their... Their wing backs and just really industrious middle. Um, Satriano was again impressive. Um, obviously, then you've got Kamara. I think he scored. So, so yeah, very impressive team. Um, I think Rance were the better team, but they have this habit of still, as much as I like Will, still one of the problems with them when they get ahead, especially early, is they don't have the capacity to, to kill the tempo of a game. They really do play at 100 miles an hour all the time. Even with this possession approach, it's still always needing to go forward. And I think, yeah, basically in the end, Brest um, broke their resolve and came back to win 2-1. Not not undeservingly. I do think Rance were the better, were the better team. But, but um, yeah, Brest continue. I think they're still second in the league behind Monaco. So, so yeah, they're, they're really one to look out for this season. Um, and then just a shout out to, to Junior Ito, who... Was amazing last season, and he looks like he's taken another step up this season. I think I think you made this point a couple of weeks ago, Nina, that actually the slightly more possession-based system 
suits him more, even though he's such a vertical player. And I, I agree. I think it's he's really good at finding those pockets. Likes to take on his man really directly from a, more of a standing stop now. Um, and he's linking up well with Nakamura. We saw that a lot. And then also just want to shout out, I think Ahmed Richardson is looking so exciting. He, he is one of the reasons that maybe he needs to learn to kill the tempo of the game a bit as well as being one of their midfielders. But, but yeah, I'm really excited about him and I'm excited about Atangana. He also got another another appearance off the bench. For sure. No, I think they'll find eventually that balance, uh, much like Lorion, as we said, they will find that balance uh, to kill games off eventually once the team settles into a much better shape, once they're more familiar with each other's patterns, much like how I think Matusiva, Munesi and Kayust were last season. I think they'll eventually get there, but uh, all in good time. All right, it's time for Headlines from France, Jerry's very own news section. So, Jerry, <laughs> what do you have to tell us this week? Um, in, so this week in France, what have really been the focus uh, from for the French news is the fact that Lens are currently uh, well, they have one point uh, in the league. They 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 last in the in the league. So it's kind of like, oh, should we be worrying for them this season? And even more now that we entering that phase where they're gonna have the Champions League game, and which they're gonna play against Sevilla, who's not. We, who's not also looking good in in Spain? So yeah, it's just about why why is Lance not performing as good as they did, and how what can Franquez do to to gain that confidence back? And well, some argue that is because the departure of Sekofofana, obviously, who watch uh, who was a, a big leader in that team, and despite the fact that last season he didn't perform that well. Losing a player who have uh, so much leaderism in in the team is always quite diff- difficult. And how the player that that bring to to replace him uh, are now struggling, and how Abdesamen as well is not doing as good. Yeah, so a lot of talks went on what's what's happening at Lens and what can they do to to look better. So yeah, that's not, that 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 was really the headliner of of, of this week in France. Mm, um, um, interestingly, did you see Stain Spearings went back in the Joker window after I love the video. To I love the video yeah. that Toulouse fans did. It was crazy. <laughs> after after moving to to Lance in the in the summer, a move that I wasn't a big fan of. Um, seems like he didn't really. He didn't want to be there. His yeah. just his body spoke that he didn't want to be there whatsoever. <laughs> well, no, he's just not a great footballer. Yeah, to be honest. so there were but... <laughs> there were just a lot of rumors like. So first of all, I think he, the way he played doesn't really fit the way Lance play. But yeah. even that he wasn't really accommodating well in the in the team, and I think that's really a, a big thing, especially in Lance, because you know um, Lance is like a North reason in France, and they're really proud about the fact that they're really inclusive and um, like you, there's something special about it. As in you you need to to love the place you are, Lance, because obviously Lance is not the place. I would recommend you to go if you're going to train friends because it's north. It's north of friends. There's not much to do. It's a really industrial area. And so you, you need to have a, a certain kind of love and he didn't seem to have it. And yeah, he wasn't really getting on neither with the, the team or, or maybe with the city. And I think that's all the reason why he just wasn't a right fit for, for Lost. He's back at Toulouse now, and I, th- I think it is a better fit for him as well. I- it was a weird one because you're gonna you need to kind of make accommodations for him 
to basically get the most out of him, which, which is his passing ability. But if you're going to play as one of those central two interiors for for Lance, there's a lot more that you need to provide in terms of mobility, ability to receive under pressure, um, ability to play through cover ground, and then also the defensive requirements. Um, and yeah, we, we spoke about it in the part as well. Like when he was playing next to Abdul Samad, he was now the one sitting and making Abdul Samad more of the the mobile option, which doesn't suit Made Samad. no so sense just, at all. It was a, w- a weird fit, man. But yeah. Well, yeah. All the best to Mr. Spearings on his uh, Toulouse return. Um, there was also uh, a new managerial appointment in, in the league, much to the delight, I should say, of uh, of Alex. Fabio Grosso returned to, to Olympic Lyon, this time in the capacity of a manager. John Texter's hunt for a new boss is finally done. Alex, what are your feelings on Fabio Grosso overall? So obviously, Fabio Grosso at Lyon was before my time um, as a player, at least. And now before your time yeah, as I'm... a player, <laughs> <laughs> Fabio Grosso as a player was at Lyon was before my time as a Lyon fan. Um, but no, I'm happy we have him. I think. It's just general optimism now having moved um, from on from Laurent Blanc or Larry White, whatever you want to call him. He's gone. And yeah, I think there were obviously better names that we could have got. But in the end, I can't really fault the club for going after those names and falling short. That's at least what I, you know, that's what I'd ask of them. At least we were ambitious. And then there was a scary period where it looked like we might have got Gattuso or Lampard, both who I definitely didn't want. So I think that kind of whiplash then back to Fabio Grosso, not a not a coach I was even aware that was coaching. The last time I remember him as pretty much, yeah, like World, the World Cup, pretty much. Gold de Grosso, Gold de Grosso sort of moments. So, which was basically my first proper World Cup um, as a football fan. But but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for him. From what it sounds like, he kind of fits the team. Um... We'll see how much emphasis there is on crossing and and yeah, the four three three. I I think it should be more of a four two one three or four two three one, however you look at it, because of of Shirky. But but yeah, I'm excited and yeah, it's just, it's also it's refreshing to now properly the first hire of of the new ownership moving away from Olis's sort of backwards, always looking for some like proven but washed French manager. So. So it's exciting, um, but I don't know m- much what to expect yet. But I, at the very least, I'm expecting an improvement on, on how it ended with Laurent Blanc. Well, yeah, much to look forward to, and I'm I'm sure we'll get into the changes that he will bring about at Lyon in a future episode. Grosso, of course, coming from Frosinone after leading them to the Serie A after promotion from from Serie B, so decent achievement for him under his managerial belt in a very young career. All right, with that, we've finished the weekend review and the headlines from France. So it's about time that we get into the topic of discussion for today, which is the combined Levens. Now, since this is Jerry's first time as an official member, and because it's our 11th podcast, we thought it would be very (laughs) appropriate to do a podcast which gives the listeners an idea of who we think the best players in the league are and through that, a little bit of insight into league, into the league, and how all of us separately see the game ourselves. And with that in mind, the game game plan for this episode is very simple. 
Each of us has to prepare what we think is the best combined 11 of all EGAM players, but with a couple of rules in mind. There are no PSD players allowed, because that would be very boring. So, apologies to Jerry, first and foremost. <laughs> there is a maximum of three players per club only. And, most importantly, the teams have to be functional. You can't just throw 11 attackers on the pitch. You can't be Garth Crooksing this uh, this uh, combined 11. So, <laughs> none of that around here. Uh, it has to be functional team at the end, yeah. Yeah, very Absolutely. much so. Very much so. So we'll move through the goalkeepers and from moving from the back and then working our way towards the strikers up top, starting with Alex every time, ending with myself. And hopefully, hopefully we'll have some little insights for you and some nice discussion in that process. All right, guys, are we ready? Absolutely. Yes, let's go. Perfect. Alex, do you want to start? So the goalkeeper that I've chosen is from Lance and it's Bree Samba. Oh my um, god, what a surprise. <laughs> there were, shuck, it was really shuck. just between two goalkeepers for me, but I think Bree Samba takes it um yeah, takes it quite easily in the end, to be honest. Yeah. Um yeah, what can I say about him? We've spoken about him recently. Oh, actually on the Arsenal pod, on the pod shot pod where we spoke about Lance. Mm-hmm. I had uh Linard on as a as a guest. But yeah, absolutely like extraordinary on the ball. I would say yeah, the best keeper on the ball in the league. And then he's also um, a great shot stopper, very proactive, um, a very fun player to watch as well. And a big reason why Lance was so good defensively last season, I think, as well as their structure and, and you know, the way they set up, they also had a, a, a man behind the defense who could stop, could stop a lot of what was sent his way and yeah i think when you combine that with what he does on the ball um it's a it's an easy it's an easy choice for me actually i really think he's one of the best goalkeepers in the world and it's a bit slept on because he's in france and maybe he moved he's only had you know one season in a, in the top division and and yeah those sort of of elements but but yeah easy pick for me to be honest jerry um yeah so even though you say no PSG player. I just managed out to bring a former PSG goalkeeper, which is Rémy Descamps, uh, Descamps uh, at Nantes. Uh. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he graduated at PSG Academy. And obviously, I think this season he wasn't even planned to be number one, but due to um, Lafont injury, he, he, he went number one. And I think he's doing what he's, he's doing well. Um, this this season, I think not not many people are really were expecting him to. Well, obviously Lafon is a brilliant goalkeeper, but n- n- when you look at this not team, you don't look at the goalkeeper saying, "Oh, he's the problem." And I think that 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 was what I liked about the fact that when he came on, because that's when where you can struggle a lot of time when you bring the the second keeper here. But yeah, since they can't be in the um, the goalkeeper and on, I think he is doing really well. And I've, I've bring some, some few stats. Uh, so North, North has been the team who concedes the most shots, um, per 19 in, in league and this season. And, uh, somehow, well, logically, uh, Remy Descans is the goalkeeper in Liga who, I don't know how to say that in, in, in English, uh, Avoided goal. I don't know. Like who avoided the, his team to concede? Prevented. The, yeah, prevented. Yeah, thank you. That's the word. Pre, so prevented goal. So he, he prevented uh, per night per nineteen. He prevented. He, he prevented 
0.47 goal per 19, which which is quite well. He's the best behind Donnarumma, but obviously when you, with PSG players, he's always a bit um, wrong stated. But yeah, uh, this one been doing well this season, so I I, I choose him. I'm not gonna lie. When when I was saying I had one other goalkeeper in mind, I think he was maybe the furthest from my <laughs> from my picks. <laughs> but but yeah, actually, I haven't caught enough of Mount this season's. Um, I caught a, I've caught two games or so, um, but but I can't say he stood out to me. But but yeah, that's interesting to get. I, I was actually thinking Chevalier as my other pick. So so yeah, I won't lie. Maybe I'm a bit of a casual, but don't comp. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, it's just me. I'm a hipster, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, we all hipsters are very much welcome here. Uh, this comp is 27. I, I was surprised to see um, how old he is now to get his first, I think, first number one role. He was at Sporting Charleroi. I'm just looking at his profile here on on FopMob. But yeah, he's been he's been on PSG's books for a while, and and yeah, good to see him get uh, go to get a number one spot uh, after a long period of waiting, I suppose. All right, coming to my choice uh, for goalkeepers in the combined 11, I'm going to go with, unsurprisingly, Lance's number one, Brice Samba. For all the reasons that Alex mentioned, he is also my number one. Um, yeah, I think the best goalkeeper in the league, even if you include Donnarumma, I don't think he's as no. as, as good of a goalkeeper as Brice Samba is. Extremely confident on the ball. And I think I really respect him for the fact that he, once when when Nottingham Forest got promoted, he chose to leave the Premier League, whereas you would expect people to stay in the Premier League. But then he left, arguably being one of the promotion heroes um, in the previous season. Yeah, I really respect him for doing that, and yeah, thoroughly establishing himself as uh, as one of the finest goalkeepers in in French football. So well done, Brice Samba, and he's now in the French uh, French national team. So you know, it all works out. It all works out just fine. All right. Now that we've discussed our goalkeepers, it's time to specify our formations. And within our formations, our, ta- our choices obviously have to adhere to tactical coherence. So, Alex, do you want to unveil your formation? So, yeah, before we get into, I guess, the defensive line, uh, my formations are 3-4-3 or 3-4-2-1 or 3-4-1-2, however you want to look at it. Um. I think I'll make more sense when I get into my forward line. But should I do my 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 wing backs as well as the Okay, so I'll include five players across the back then. I'll start with the back three. The ones that I went th- for and I'm kind of like uh, okay. The one I went for in the end at left center back is Tadebo. Um, the one I went for at central center back is Danso, and the one I went at right center back is Agbadu. And I really, yeah, I really went back and forth over this because one of my like golden rules, as I think just a football fan, is especially if you have a black a back three, you have to have a left footed player in that back line, and I don't. So I put Tadebo across. I initially had other guys that I was considering um, that I won't bring up yet. Because, well, maybe at the end, once everyone's revealed theirs. But yeah, I think... And then the other question is, I think Agbadu and and Danso both would be in a back three best suited as the central center back. But I think just on quality, Agbadu is my favorite out of that back three. Um, I think I'm, yeah, I'm well known to, to be a huge lover of him. And I think even though he's more of a you know a sweeper or a treat defender, I think he can be that aggressor as well. Danso, obviously, not much needs to be said about him. As soon as 
as soon as I thought of, you know, going with a back three, he made sense as the central centre-back, which is actually why in the end I had to to sort of accommodate Agbudu out on the right. And then, yeah, I wanted to go with, with a couple of left-footers at, at left, left centre-back. Um, but yeah, Todibo, I, I had to go with. I think he's quality and he's one of the best centre-backs in the division. And and is again looking great this season. So, so yeah, that would be my back three. Obviously, Todibo has played there. And then getting into the left wing back is Devo Machado, also from Lance. Um, he was an easy pick for me as soon as PSG wasn't eligible. Um, Nunmej would have been my pick, but yeah, Devo Machado. And then on the right wing back, I, I've gone for for Vanderson and. Yeah, I, I have a feeling Vanderson's going to be everybody's pick, um, especially anyone else going with a back three because he's just on another level. So, so yeah. Nice. All right. Interesting choices there. I, I was definitely not saying the Agbudu pick coming um, in a back three, but <laughs> yeah, no, fair play. Very, very well justified. Uh, Jerry, why don't you reveal your defensive choices and your formation that you've gone for? So same same as Alex, I always went for a back three uh, on in the back. <laughs> uh, so for three, four, three, or whatever you want to call it. But um, so I also ring Todibo for for the same reason that Alex really he is now coming at twenty six. He, he's just so dominant, and I think he's only gonna get better and better. And I think you can you you can tell when Nice playing. Just how much um is hard to to get back through him. Um, so he's gonna be my right centre back. Uh, as a central centre back, I choose Agbadu. Uh, same as as for Alex. Um, I think. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I you know I think he's a player that has not really been talked about um in Liga in general. We we don't mm. we, people. I don't like using them underrated because obviously they're all league and player, but I feel like they, they he's not recognized enough, and I think he's a really good defender who's really sure. And uh, so I just trust him to be my central um, uh, centre back. And as I um, what did I say, left centre back, I, yeah. I went for Chancel Mbemba because mm, mm. I think. Uh, when I look at last season, it just impressed impressed me a lot. When he came from Porto, I wasn't expecting such a level, and I really like the fact that he is really good at forwards run or forwards carry. And that the way I want to play with my team, he's gonna be that player who's gonna help help the ball, um, help to move the ball a bit better uh, into the the final part. So yeah, that's my back three, uh, and yeah. Same as Alex, really. When it comes to those right and left wings, I think Vanderson and Machado are the ones you need to pick up because Vanderson as well was a really good revolution last season, and I think the way he plays is really unique. Um, because he can he can do a lot of things, and it's not only like good thing. Always only gonna be on the wing. He's not scared of playing inside. And I really like that about the defender, and especially in that position, who they are not scared to come inside the game. And Machado, as well for, the, for the same reason, really. He's just so tonic on, tonic on his wing. Uh, he brings a lot as much as forward that uh, in in defense. And I think... Uh, oh my! Goodness, same as Alex again. Nuno Mendes my my one to go, but since PSG are not allowed, so I should, I, I went for him. 
that's fair. That's fair. I'm, 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 I'm not surprised that you guys went, went for Machado, but I am surprised at the fact that you guys see him so clearly as the best uh, left wing back in the league. I, I guess there's yeah. Kyle Enrique as the closest, but I think Machado just has much more physicality, mm. athleticism, and then also delivery in his game. Like he can cross from deep. He can cross from the byline. Um, he's a he's more of a goal threat than Enrique. I think Enrique's maybe a little bit more creative in tight spaces, but at least the way that I want my team to play, I think Machado's just so dynamic as a player. Yeah. And my reason is just a bit different. I I, I do think sometimes Enrique is, re- is really uh, he's not he's not constant enough on his performances. Some he, he can be really mm-hmm. good and then have a couple of games where we don't really see not bad games, but just we don't really see him and. Mm. Yeah, so that's those are the reasons why I didn't want to go for Kyrie and Hike. That's fair. That's fair. Well, time to reveal my uh, my team. I also, unsurprisingly, have gone for a back three. <laughs> it's a it's a three four two one. So my my central center back is of course none other than Kevin Danso. Has to be him. There is no other choice. Uh, no other logical choice for me. Um, yeah. Rolls Royce of a centre back for me, and probably the best central centre back when it comes to back three teams in the league. Yeah, he has the role nailed down to AT. Um, the right centre back is uh, Jean Claire Toribo. Again, someone who impresses me a lot every time I watch him. He's just improved immensely, and yeah, has said no to moves away this this season, which is. Which is fair, you know. He backs himself to stay in league and, and improve another level. So absolutely fair props to him. And on the left centre back spot, there were a couple of choices. In I know my, who it is in my <laughs> mind. <laughs> and before, uh, okay, we can talk about the alternate picks later. But I have gone for Facundo Medina on the left. Oh. Yeah, I've gone for for Medina because I think. So on paper and on the pitch also, really, Toribo, Danso, and Medina make a lot of sense for me in terms of a back three. Very complimentary in terms of the qualities. You know, Toribo is that sweeper. Danso likes to carry the ball forward. Very aggressive. And uh, Medina is just, you know, those long sweeping passes from the back. He is full of those. And um, yeah, I think those three are very, very complimentary of uh, of each other's qualities. And that's why they... They make it into into my team, and uh, as for my wing backs, uh, specifically why I reserved uh, two Monaco spots in my starting eleven is for these two is uh, Vanderson and uh, and Caio Enrique. Um, <laughs> I I do I do take the point of uh, consistency with with both of them. To be fair, I think there there have been questions with both of them over the past uh, over the past season of a level of consistency in their performances, but. Um, but yeah, with, with Kyle Enrique, I think the quality that he brings in terms of his set pieces and the creative threat that he brings with his passing ability and uh, crossing from deep. Um, yeah, he is he is a huge asset on the left. And yeah, Vanderson for the reasons that you guys have already um detailed. So that's that's my uh that's my back back five or you know, back three and wing backs if you wanna look at it that way. Um Shall we yeah. I just wanted to make a note. I think Todibo's younger than you think, um, Jerry. He's still only 23. No Crazy way. Enough. Yeah, it feels like he's been around forever. <laughs> no way. So... <laughs> he's oh, my, my. I thought he was 20. Okay. Oh, that's... Oh. <laughs> 
Okay. But, but yeah, well, this no, is no. insane. All right. I have, this, to, I have no. to say, it's so funny. We've all gone for back threes. I was kind of like, I was expecting it to be different when I went for my back three, but I guess it's probably <laughs> like Vanderson who forced us all into, yeah. into a back three. Yeah. And that, then also, there's so many good center backs. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, maybe we can talk some alternatives now. Yeah, I, I feel it's just because. <clears throat> uh, the, I feel like the good wings backs are really offensive, so you hardly can see them in a four yeah. defender. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I and think I, just perfect. Uh, and the good fullbacks are very like functional. They, they don't, they don't like you know Im- improve too much in an attacking sense. So like if you had to go for fullbacks, I think maybe you could have gone for Mikel Dessler on the right, or you could have gone no. for maybe Dessler you could have gone for one of the best. Ma- No, as one of the best. Mm. As, as a right I, back I'm in a back four, in a oh, back four. Okay, but that that as a right. I'm back surprised no one four. no one mentioned Klaus. His his stock has dropped. Not yeah. even a like yeah. he, he didn't yeah. even come into my thinking at all. Yeah. Um, I think left there was quite a, there was quite a number of good ones. Merlin. Oh, Tiago Jallo on the right. I know he's just joined the league, but he looks great. No, sorry, not Tiago Jallo. Tiago Santos. Uh, Santos. Tiago Santos. Yeah, yeah. Santos. Yeah. I think maybe it's just because he recently joined the league, so. Jalo Jalo was one of the ones I was looking at. Speaking of recently joined, I was very tempted to put Umtiti because I really, <laughs> I, I'm still cringing at having three, three left center. I mean, three center backs without a left footer. Abdel Hamid is who I thought you were going to put in. Um, I did think about him. I, you know, I did think about him, but I don't know. I in a back three it didn't feel right to include him, and for whatever reason. Yeah. Isak Toure was tempted. Even mm. Magasa. I feel like I was thinking Magasa suits this team that I have cooking in my head. Mm. But yeah, maybe we maybe we should move on. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's yeah. talk midfield. Let's talk midfield. Um <laughs> Alex, do you wanna take us through your uh, choices first? So midfield is is it's tough. I think there was so much quality there and especially when you're going for a, a three four three sort of formation, you you're leaving out a couple of, of top players. But I really did think who who fits the system best, and the two that I chose is Kefam Thura on my as my left centre mid, and then Yusuf. Fofana. You guys are both smiling, so I assume you you have him too. And then and then Yusuf Fofana as my right centre mid, and I think in the sort of system that I want to play, they they offer loads of technicality, um, loads of mobility in terms of covering ground. And then also the ability to kind of swap roles with one pushing further ahead and the other one holding position a little bit more, and then vice versa. I think Kefron is more suited to to being a play, play dictator than Fofana is, and he's a bit more suited as a ball winner and and running ahead of play. Um, but yeah, both of them are very mobile, love to move around, and I think that just made sense to me. Um, yeah, obviously some big players that I'm then leaving off, but I think those those two make the most sense. It's quite a it's quite a dynamic team so far. I think if you, if I've gone through my my seven, <laughs> interesting, interesting, Jerry. What are your picks? So, so yeah, as Alex mentioned, I think Kevin Trump is so obvious to play in his team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's just so good. But um, I choose another player for to partnership him in the midfield I chose Benjamin André because uh. because it's just the way I see my team playing the problem that I have with Yusuf Fofana and Kevin Churam is as you can say they can they can interchange their roles together but at the end I feel like none of them are really good at defending they, they can do but they're not really good at it and they might suffer in, in 
in certain type of game, which that's why I chose uh, um, Benjamin Andre to be that security in the back. And he is not really great at going forward, but he can do as well. But I, he won't be there for for this anyway, and I think my team will be, as we will see, offensive enough to have to need him to go 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 further up. So yeah, I chose Benjamin Andre because yeah, he's been. I feel like Benjamin Andre as well is one of those players that's not. Yeah, no, 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 I'm lying. He's he's been talked about Benjamin Andre. He's really good. He has been really good for the past couple of years. And yeah, yeah, he just he just. Like, I don't think he's that known outside of Ligue 1. Yeah, I don't think he's that really spoken talk about, about for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, against Chelsea. Was he good against Chelsea? I ever remember that game later against Chelsea. Was A it? French team in Europe doing well. <laughs> That's not joking. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you just nah the thing is, uh, we just we we just want to be good in Liga. That's why we know that like, Europe's <laughs> not a thing now. Nah. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think Benjamin Andre is it's just a really good midfielder, uh, so I choose I choose him. All right. All right. Well, it's interesting that you both have gone for those midfield pairings. My my midfield pairing is somehow completely different. Um, so I've gone for... Um, and He's this about might... to hit us with the twing field of all time. <laughs> <laughs> this might be a bit underwhelming for both of you, but I've gone for a pairing of uh, Azor Matsiwa and uh, Max Hans Kakare as, uh, uh... As, my midfield, uh, as my midfield two. Um, I think Matsiwa is, uh, if not the best... Uh, up there as one of the best uh, sitting midfielders in Liga uh, can absolutely play that single pivot role, uh, can help the defense and can be that really connective tissue between uh, between defense, midfield and attack. He yeah he can do all of it to a very high level and I'm surprised that he's still at Rance. He signed the contract and he's there for the long term now. So that's uh, that's my sitter in in the partnership and Kakare because yeah he has so many passes to his game. He is excellent on the ball. He is dynamic. He can go forward. There's no lacking in terms of his defensive effort. And he's shown some creative strings in his bow as well this uh, so far this season. And even, I think, second half of, of last season as well. So, so yeah, for those reasons, um, Azo Matsiwa and uh, Maxon Skakare are my midfield too. Do you, know, do you know you guys have ever played FM where... Where your assistant tells you you're getting overrun in midfield. Just, yeah. <laughs> that's Ninad. <laughs> hey, you go for Farah and Taram. Yeah. Who's I sitting? Think, I think that's risky. No. I think that's so risky. I think that's so risky, by the way. <laughs> Here, here's my thing: is Matusiwa. I really wanted to have in the team, but I agree with you. He's one of the best sitting midfielders. But for me, he is that single pivot. Like that's his role, and he needs people who are actually relatively mobile alongside him because. He's not that mobile. I think he's top in terms of top, top, top quality. Um, but that's why that's why he didn't make it into my team. And then for Kakare, I feel like I feel like the bad guy now because I didn't pick my guy and you did. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't pick my son. But but yeah, I I, I think he's. I, I I'm not gonna fight Kakare. I, I love Kakare. I'm not gonna lie. I I just think at the moment, I guess over the last seasons performance maybe Yusuf Afana and Kefren are a bit further ahead maybe someone like Enzo Lefe who I also consider and I think is maybe just about dynamic enough I was expecting you I'm not gonna lie to give us a he was there Enzo Lefe, he was there 
It was there. And Enzo Lefebvre and Kakare in midfield. That's what I was expecting from you. Um, <laughs> because you, you saw Jerry pick some random as a goalkeeper. You're like, I need to get back my 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 hipster card like immediately. <laughs> but but yeah, no, that that's why and I, I'm gonna just argue. I think Kefren people have misprofiled Kefren in terms of thinking that he can't sit and dictate play. He can both be a carrier and he can dictate play from deep. When he actually broke into the team, he was more of a six than he is an eight. And I think the dynamic that I can run with means it can work. But that's that's just for me. It is just for you because I think <laughs> yeah. he's, he's better as a, as a yeah, carrier, yeah. honestly, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to break in, break into the side as a six, but like to consistently play. At a, do, would you can. argue? Would you argue? Would you argue that he can play at a similar level as a six as he does as an eight? I think you don't need to. You can, you just need to recycle the ball, keep the ball. Like it's not about whether he can do yeah, one or the either. It's but if they swap responsibilities. But can he? Uh, yeah, that, but that's what I'm asking. Yes. Uh, oh, no, no, no. I think I think he's probably best as a carrier at uh, letting yeah. him go that, forward. That the yeah, that, that, yeah, that's the thing because but, you don't want but to, to underuse team, your, you don't want to underuse the player as well. Like if you can have exactly, a player, if exactly. a player can do, in, who can carry the ball so well, why would you just want him to sit? That that just doesn't make sense. No, but I'm not. It's not just sitting. It's a, it's a four. It's a three four three. He can carry as well. It's about dovetailing, right? It's above dove. It's about dovetailing. Yeah. It's what makes the team best overall. Yeah. All right, That's all we all were right. tasked with. Also, while we're here, let's take shots at Jerry because I don't think Benjamin Andre. <laughs> I don't think Benjamin Andre is the best. Why not Mo Kamara? Huh? Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't go for Mo Kamara. Either of you, because. Uh, because Hotel, I, I didn't check, but I've, aesthetically, visually, I feel like Benjamin Andre is taller. So, just. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, he is taller for me. He's No, he's much taller. He's much taller, but. I, I, I don't know if that's. I don't know where that comes from, but in my head. Do you know what? Jerry's, Jerry would have released Bernardo Silva from his academy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Vitinia is not going to make it under Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not uh, about this. Nori, no worries, girl. You will see. It's not only about physics in my team. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry said, is Messi tall enough to play for PSG, though? That's... <laughs> <laughs> Jerry would use Steve Mooney as his as a starting striker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alright, let's, let's move on. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. I've had my piece. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, forward areas. This is where things get uh, things will get spicy, I hope. Um Alex, do you want to give us your front three? <laughs> okay, so I think of it more as a a one-two, so a ten with two strikers ahead, but you can kind of think of it as a 2-1, like a left attacking mid and a right attacking mid and a striker, however you want. But basically, the whole team I've imagined is building around Shirky, I'm not even going to lie, because I do think he is one of the best players in the division um, outside of PSG. And I think what suits Shirky best is playing as that 10 and having players you can carry up and combine with him like Kefren and Yusuf Fafana. See, this is where the vision's coming. While you have other guys holding the width like Vanderson and Devo Machado. Um, so yeah, I have I have Shirky as my 10. And basically, he always works best because his two-footedness actually means when he has two strikers ahead of him, it actually not only makes it hard for 
teams to know how to stop him, but also which option to block off. And they have to play these compromises. So on the left, and I have a feeling you guys might have forgotten him, is um, Martin Terrier is my left forward. And then on the right, who I think might shock people, is Folleran Balagun is my right forward. So those are my two. And I know Balagun's maybe shooting a bit early because I think you guys will have other strikers that are more known or more proven over a couple of seasons. But I really do think Balogun's probably the best striker in the division outside of um, outside of PSG. And yeah, I think Terrier has proven time and again, and I think he makes a lot of sense. You've both, you've got two dynamic movers and what is quite a dynamic team, I have to say. Um, and then, yeah, I think both who can score lots of goals, um, sorry, from lots of different positions. They're both, I think Balogun's a better finisher than people talk. People point to his like underperformance, but I think he has a lot of different types of finish in his bag. Um, he's very good at shooting with both foot. Terrier is a career overperformer. <laughs> has a great sort of um, long shot in him as well. But both are great movers off the ball. Um, and I just think Cherky would be able to find these guys in loads of scenarios and we'd score lots of goals. So, yeah. All right. Jerry, what are yeah. your picks? I really like um, how Alex set up his team for Cherky. To be fair. It makes a lot of sense because when you look at the... Um, the France Espoir, how you said, so the under-21 team, that's what Thierry Henry kind of said, that... Basically, Cherki was the 10, and there were Le Penant, Ugochuku, and Zaire Mary behind to to allow him what to, a team. to move. Yeah, the, this France, I I know we often say, <laughs> we often we say it with every generation of team, right? And they ended <laughs> never winning. But I genuinely think that this France is one of the best French team, <laughs> uh, young team. But yeah, set aside. Yeah, so I, it, it kind of makes sense now why he chose uh, Kieran Tiram and Yusuf Yeah, you see. But I still think <laughs> I still think that this team risks to concede a lot of goal because there's no there's no. I would not. I, I with my back three. Okay, okay. You just give me your team. Give me your team. All right. So no, as you as you said, uh, I went for Minamino, and my Minamino would be in your Sharky role because I just no, as the ten. Yeah, I I I think it's just his mobility is so good. The way he can always in the pocket is just amazing, and I would like to see him uh, play in my team in that position, and to serve the two strikers that I choose, which are like you, Balogun. And, hey. and and I I don't know how you didn't put him, but Lacazette, I don't know how you can, like, except PSG, <laughs> I see Lacazette as the best striker uh, in Liga, uh, PSG aside, obviously, because I think he, even at his age, I think he still can do a lot of da- damage in Liga. And what would be the big challenge for Grosso, I think, is to, to find how we can... He can provide those uh, those balls to Lacazette for him to finish. I think that that would be the big change at Lyon now. But yeah, I think I think Lacazette just well, we all know Lacazette. He he is just really good, and I think he, he seems really excited by this challenge of bringing up Lyon. I think now, and so yeah, and I, I and I see the Balogun as the a bit more mobile partnership with him player. Who will do the runs that he cannot make anymore? Kind of like the Barcola yeah. and Lacazette yeah. partnership. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's how I see it. And I don't know. So you said the second half against um, when when 
when Balokun came on, it was just, I, I feel like he kind of like electrolyzed that Monaco attack. Mm. Yeah, he used to be always run and his pace. I just, I, I just think he, he looked like he always been there. And I would be scared for Ben Yedder because that seems kind of more like the player of or what uh, Uther like in, in in his team. So 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 yeah, I just think Balogun is also a really obvious one. And I would in a world in a world I would love him to to play for PSG Balogun. I, I don't know, like instead you of You have every striker in the world. <laughs> no, but he's different. He's different. <laughs> <laughs> I do think Balogun is who they should have gone. Yeah, for, meet, meet. instead of Gonzalo Ramos, I would have gone for, for yeah, Balogun. But agreed. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, I just re- I think you're gonna really succeed in that Monaco team, and yeah, I I think it's gonna be a, a, a really good addition to the league des talents. For sure, for sure. All right, time for my front three. Um, again, a little bit different from both of you. Um, I also have uh, Ryan Shaky in my team. <laughs> as part of the as part of the front three and again uh, i've given him license to roam like sort of horizontally and pick up pockets of space wherever he likes he has the freedom of the pitch he's he's the star of the game and he's the star of the team so yeah he has that star presence on the pitch um and that's one of the reasons i've gone for him is that on his best he can decide games on his own and um, for all the defensive frustrations that i see in him I think the offensive upside that he brings is just out of this world. So, yeah, Ryan Shirky is my my number 10, my star. And um, ahead of him, or like alongside him, um, I have uh, Junior Ito, who is, who is playing a bit wider. So he's the more dynamic, wide presence. And uh, he's going to be the supporting forward to, to my striker. And I think, yeah, one of the more underrated players in Liga for sure, Junior Ito. And um, yeah, like to see him do so well, especially like, given his age, you see players sort of start to take a hit and like decline a little bit uh, when they when they sort of approach thirty. And I believe he's he's already thirty now. Um, yeah, he is. And yeah, and he's he has like he looks like he's going to take a take a step um, to the next level this season after Alexis Flip's departure and therefore now becoming like the team's primary, you know, wide. Uh, wide creator alongside Nakamura of course um, I think it's more to do with them yeah. slowing down don't you think and and maybe even the the lack of Balogun now is yeah more so yeah than, so that's yeah. that's good yeah. he's going to see a lot more of the ball he's going to carry a lot more of the offensive threat and um, and yeah it's going to be great for him the season I think so that's why that's why he's in my team and uh, the striker that I've gone for perhaps a bit controversially now that I, I feel like I I Maybe could have gone for Balogun, but uh, I've gone for because my team because my team will be primarily transitional in nature. Uh, they, I I don't like to keep too much of the ball. I'm more about a bit like Rans moving through the thirds very quickly. So my striker is Terra Muffy. Yeah, I knew it would be. <laughs> I knew, it. but you know what? Okay, I'll let you speak. I'll let you speak. Well, I think yeah. I mean, I, now that I look back at the team, I feel like I've let my personal biases like overcome a little bit. But it's still, you know, it still forms ah, a coherent team. Um, yeah. My one thing is you're you're building a a transition team with. With two tiny guys in the middle. This is my thing. I'm <laughs> Yeah. Why? <laughs> with Kakarega and Matsushima. It's fine. But Toribo and Dancy can make... help. Yeah. <laughs> I just put Benjamin André in that midfield. 
Stop trying to make Benjamin Andre happen. It's never going to happen. <laughs> I think my team beats your teams. I'll, I'll say that much. Oh, I can respond. I'll, I can respond, though. Jerry, the reason why is I think Lacazette's like, I have a feeling he's, he's washed this season. Nah. I think he, I have a feeling it's a bit over. It, like, I, that's just my worry for yeah. this season. And not something I was thinking enough about in preseason. But... But yeah, uh, one of the big issues for us under under Grosso is going to be accessing him because we couldn't get the ball to him. It's partly Shirky's fault as well, I think, yeah. um, versus Lahav. But we were just not managing the, to get the ball to him. But it's been it's been an issue. Um, we won't see it the next game because he's suspended. But but as soon as he comes into the team, I think Grosso's big thing is how to get the ball to Lacazette in the right sort of situations. I think. Partly to move away from our teams for a bit. I think partly the idea behind Noama as our left wing was to kind of have that as like a cutback option because I think Noama is more comfortable off the right and didn't look good off the left though. And then he looked better when he moved to the right. But I think the idea behind that was to kind of access Lacazette. And I think it's it's a clear sort of, to me, I'm seeing that being like an issue that they're trying to work out. And I don't know if we have the players to access him. Maybe someone like Diego Marrera will be the up will be the solution but we'll we'll have to see so that's that's my reason why i didn't pick like a Z yeah. and why i think balogun especially with that like pace just to move ahead yeah that's fair that's fair um all right guys let's talk about honorable mentions and let's discuss maybe oh, you don't have any points about each other's attacks I don't really know. I think, yeah, good attacks. Well done. Well done on choosing good players. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so we can agree I won then. <laughs> that that we're disagreeing on. I think I think <laughs> it's it's all of obviously each of our teams, the midfield no, setups are teasing. very different. I'm just teasing. So um, yeah, yeah, no, I get you. Yeah, so that's that's going to be the decider, I think, if if the teams come up against each other, the midfield setups, because everything else there's there's good matchups, but, uh, this, but yeah, this trend, midfield. This trend of my team is my team can adapt whatever transition, position. My team can do it hey, all. My team can also, this is what Kefford can do. When you need him to sit a little bit, we just say, and then he, yeah, so he can dictate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could say the same about my team too, but it's fine. It's, it's, it could just be, yeah, it's like school kids arguing about, I'm better. No, you're better. I'm better. <laughs> all right. All well, right should we do honorable we'll mentions, guys? Uh, each of us get three picks, so we can go for one defensive midfield. Uh, sorry, one defender, one forward, and one midfielder. So, Alex, would you like to kickstart the honorable mentions? I'm going to be a bit uncooperative. Um, defensively, I think I've covered a lot of the ones that I wanted to include. Basically, yeah, just a, a left footer in there. I think what's interesting, though, maybe as a side point, is there aren't a lot of like standout left-footed centre backs in the division at the moment. I think it kind of proved by both Jerry and I picked our left centre-backs as players who actually play on the right interior um, or right centre-back. I can't remember who you picked. Oh, you, you did pick a left-footer, Ninad. Um, I did, yeah. Medina. But yeah, but but I think there's a lot of good young ones coming through. Like literally, Isak Toure came to my mind, Magasa came to my mind, Silla came to my mind. So uh, as that left centre-back, I think Lukeba would have been the easy answer if he was still here. Midfield, it really just, just did have to do with how I set up. So yeah, Matusiwa was someone I mentioned, but Enzo Lefei, I'm surprised he made it into no one's teams. I really thought he would. Um, and then, yeah, Ango Gomes was another one I was thinking of and, and quite tempted to put in, to be honest. Um, 
but yeah, then I would have faced the same allegations that Ninad had about having <laughs> a light midfield. So, um, and then yeah, I think if we look and attack, Junior Ito. If we had, if we played with wingers, Junior Ito would have been my lock for the right wing. I think Ludo Blas is another one who, if I if we played, you know, then it would have been competing with Ito. It would have been one of the two of them. I think I would have gone with Ito, out uh, of personal preference. But yeah, we we gave up on a lot of really good ones because we didn't have um because I didn't play with wings. But yeah. I think Moffy was a good pick as well. I'm surprised no one picked um Jonathan David, to be honest. It says a lot no, that not he's that not, not even... It does, it does, it does. He's good, but he's not quite, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, those would be my my considerations. Mm. Jerry, what are your honorable mentions? Defensively, um, I I think, that, I don't know about you guys, but defensively, that is the place where I've struggled uh, the most. Because like mm. they were out, I I wanted to put Arthur Tiat somewhere because I really liked him. Uh, I was thinking about him as well. Yeah, but trust, yeah, I just thought, yeah, but he's so nice in possession. Yeah, yes. that, that's, that's the, the thing. Uh, and have that is the key. Have things. I mean, just I would have maybe. Um, how can I say that? he's not? I just need him with constant, and I, I think sometimes he have really high high, but when he's bad, he just you know he just like give no yeah. just get him off the pitch yeah that, that, that's the thing i have with him uh but i'm a coach i think i would have get the best out of him all because obviously i'm just that good as a, as a manager <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> so perfect uh, perfect okay so, so, so out of the art, yeah so yeah, after after that was definitely the the player that I, th- I think I would have liked to put somewhere, but I couldn't find him a place. Um, in the in the middle there is um oh oh now I forgot his name. He played for Marseille. Oh, Roger. Oh, yeah, Roger. Thank you, Roger. I think. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. Roger. Oh, I didn't even think of Roger. That's a great. Yeah. One. I, Maybe I would have. Oh. And I, I, I think he. Every manager that he had since he left to Marseille from Nantes, I feel like they've been under uh, underrated him. Like <sighs> they all the time put him yes. on the bench, and at the end he's always there somewhere. I think it's just a re- a really good midfielder. Obviously, not gonna do. He finally got love last yeah, season. Yeah, he under, got a love under two. Yeah, he got a love recognition. But he's a great shot. He's a great shot. Maybe I would have even dropped for fun who I no. love for Rangier. Yeah, oof. Oh. But uh, it's too late now. Rangier <laughs> is sitting right. Yeah, he sits. Uh, so you But he can... He, yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. He can also... He's mobile. He's mobile. <laughs> it's not about what they can do, Alex. It's about what they're best at. <laughs> no, it's about what the team is best at in the aggregates. I wouldn't expect a United fan to understand this oh concept, but... <laughs> it's about what they're best at for the team. Happy? <laughs> yes. Kefren... The- you know, can play a little bit more of a... We've moved it past Catherine. Yeah, okay, okay, we've, we've moved past Catherine. That's fine. Jerry, who's your attack? Uh, well, <laughs> I, I had uh, Martin Terry, but you, you put him there. But it just... It just the, the last time I saw Terry was so far so far ago. I know. Yeah. I have no yeah. idea. January, something yeah. like that. Um, yeah. And it's it's sad because when you remember that time, we were like, oh, should he be in the French squad? Because he were, he were that good. But mm. but now I'm I'm just like I don't know you've just been so far so I I I quite, kind of quickly think about him but I'm like yeah let let him come back on the pitch first and see how he can do that's why I didn't put 
put him in my in my team. But obviously, if he if he came back at the level he was when he get injured, there's no doubt because he was he was just phenomenal on that left wing. And I think Ren, I just think I made a part. Of, well, you're gonna tell me that obviously when the the biggest player on your club get injured, he's gonna be a major blow for all the team. But I feel like he. The, when when the, the fact that he was injured just disoriented Ren on everything, the way they want to attack. And then you have to put Borijo at certain position when not used to finding Kalimudo or Guiri in open position. They're not the best at. And I think the, his in, injury really kind of like blow Ren apart, if I can say, because since him and still now, they... Um, Pep Genesio, not our friends, still still struggled, <laughs> still struggled to to find uh, something quite coherent. Even talk about pl- placing with now called him on the injury about putting uh, Desiree Doué as a false nine. And I think yeah, I don't know when he's gonna come back, but I think Martin Terry needs to, to to come back for 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 Ren as soon as possible. Mm, couldn't agree more. I think yeah, good good choices, uh, good choices there, Jerry. Really agree with your picks. Uh, as for my players, I think we've already discussed them extensively. But just for the sake of mentioning, I feel like yeah, my honorable mentions uh, would be in in defense. I've gone for Yunus Abdelhamid. I think yeah, one of the finest center backs in the league, if not the best. Um, at his age, to do the things that he's doing is is great. Um, he's very very adventurous on the ball, takes risks, and yeah, he he does it all. <laughs> that you expect from a defender. So, so yeah, Yunus Abdelhamid is my defender, who is my uh, honorable mention. As for midfield, much like yourself, Jerry, I've also gone for Valentin Ranger. I don't think he gets his flowers enough. He's a very, very good midfielder. And if he had started the season better, I would have definitely put him in my team, um, even ahead of Matusiwa, who I love. I would have put him in, fr- in front of Matusiwa if, if he had started the season, season better. But, Unfortunately, he didn't. It still makes it into my honorable mentions. And yeah, as for my forward, because I didn't pick Balogun for my uh, for my starting team, he is my honorable mention uh, and soon to be in my combined 11 next uh, next year when we do this <laughs> for sure. So so yeah, those are those are my honorable mentions. Perfect. Yeah. All right. I think so, Unahi's one that I I, I was thinking I'm surprised no one picked, but I guess he's like out of the team at the moment. And yeah, yeah, yeah. All of those things, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Maybe maybe he'll make it uh, next year if, if he decides to stay. That is, you never know if he's going. You to should see join the Lance. I'm I'm running that. I I am not against that idea at all. I think it needs that would to be, be a... the the actual Seko Fofana replacement. <laughs> I know. I don't know. That that would be great. That would be great for them. Um, Unahi, I can see that being a good fit for them. Um, all right, one last part to finish off, guys. We have a bonus question for uh, the three of us to tackle. Who would be the manager of this team? So, I'll, Alex, I'll allow you to pitch your manager first. Who are you going for? <laughs> I, I wasn't really sure. Um, I, I kind of opted... Because a back three is, you know, it's like it kind of narrows your pool and I don't really think Frank Hayes would be who I would want for this team. Um, so I've, I've gone for Fonseca, who I think he can teach my midfield, you know, the La Poza <laughs> 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 to play through. Um, yeah, I, I, I think he, and I think he would work well with Shirky. 
you know, using players, understanding, you know, not being like a dictator when it comes to pressing, you know, let Cherokee ball and vibe a little bit. Um, and then obviously with just the quality of the players building at the back, I think he'd big part of Fonseca's play. I think he'd enjoy that. So, so yeah, I've gone for Fonseca. Nice, nice, Jerry. Yes, what have you gone for? Same. Uh, when I, I should go back to you. Obviously, what you think first is Frank as well. Yeah, I think my team is not suited for for the way I want to play, and it might be really early to say. But I, from so far, what I've seen from the breath of Eric Roy is so pleasing. Uh, so I would take Eric Roy, even though it's, we haven't seen him uh, previously and for a little while. But he seems to in a really short period of time have implemented really good idea to his player and only for that reason I think they, there is no reason why he couldn't do the same with my team and for this yeah I think he, he was the right coach um, so yeah alright alright um, well I've gone for a bit of a left field pick I think because he is not primarily known as a as a back three coach uh, I'm going for Will still <laughs> <laughs> of course he had. <laughs> uh, well, because he started this last season with with a with a primarily back three team, and then obviously they shifted into a back four and then stuck with it for the rest of the season. But I think with a greater quality of player and uh, squad pool to choose from, and as such, my team is obviously the greatest. Um, so so yeah, I've I've gone for Will still. I think yeah, very exciting young manager, probably one of the best in Liga upcoming um yeah he's hot shit and he's he's my manager so so yeah will still is the way to go <laughs> i hope there are no arguments against him no 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 i, I, I I'll, think, I'll think about him. him was either him or eric Roy, but i i am the the i was I, 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 I like everything that new so i went for eric no perfect perfect all right i think that brings us to the closure of uh, the combined 11 had fun guys i think this was a fun exercise to do yeah perfect yeah, yeah. definitely well, thank you <laughs> <laughs> nice nice all right before we call it a day we need to discuss our games to watch for next weekend alex who do you have i'll let i'll let jerry suggest the one i think he will suggest no. <laughs> so i'm gonna say mono mono Monaco versus Nice on Friday is a perfect way to open your weekend. I think um, Nice, we're starting to see them roll into action. I think Marseille, depending on how they approach the game and how intense their press is, could be just a really interesting game to see if Nice can play through them and how Monaco are going to address that. Um, yeah, I think I know the other one's going to be the headliner of the weekend and Jerry will probably touch on that. If not, I'm sure you'll cover it up, Nilad. But but I think this will probably be the most interesting game to watch for the weekend for sure. Monaco, yeah, let's see if they can keep winning. Nice are looking better each time I've watched them. Nice. Jerry? Yeah, so <laughs> obviously I'm going for the classic. Uh, oh my God, what a surprise. I, I, I know, I know. It was unexpected, guys. I know it was unexpected, but, but no worries. I would explain you in a reason why it is the game to watch. <laughs> so obviously, uh, is a, a big shock between the fourth and the fifth of the Liga. So Mar 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 Marseille nine point and PSG eight points. So yeah, now more seriously, I think I I think well when at the beginning when I look at the calendar, I think it's a bit uh, disappointing to put him so early on the season. 
But well, b- because of the situation now, there is kind of a lot of uh, things to see during this game um, because obviously um, PSG just lost against another southern fr- club against Nice. So now uh, Marseille is coming, and and I, th- I, I the thing what what happens of most of the time in Liga, I feel like once. PSG get beaten, um, other team get less scared or I don't know, they just they are unblocks the, the the first team who beat them just unblock something and people who come who came at the park are even less scared to play against them. And even though I am not particular I th- I'm not particularly scared of this Marseille side, I still think they have individual individually they have better players than they used to have, but uh, collectively, I think they're not as good as uh, Marseille Tudor last season. But yeah, only because individually they're better player, you can, you never can, you don't know what can happen during this game. So I think it will be interesting as well for PSG to, to once again uh, this season just get tested again, a position a bit better to see how they can react so far. So that was a really important week for PSG because well, they faced Nice at home, they lost. Tomorrow they're facing Dortmund. It's gonna be a good test, and they're ending by facing Marseille on Tuesday. So I think this week was a great indication of of how good can this PSG team be, and if they end up winning one or no games by the end of the week, I think um, it will be a great indication. So so yeah, I think PSG Marseille is definitely one to watch. Very well put. Very well put, Jay. Um, I wonder if. The dynamics of this game uh, will play out the similarly, like in a in a stylistic sense, like how Nice PSG played out, and whether PSG's strengths will play to the strengths of Marseille in some sense, and whether this is like the perfect sort of match for Marseille to take advantage of. Alex, do you think there could be something like that? I think this is a good. I don't think Marseille are as good as they were last season, but I think. Marseille are well suited to these sorts of games where they're going to be the underdog. And I think mm. Marcelino has made a career out of being a very good underdog. So so I think they could take a scalp. Um, I could see like an Ismail Assar goal from nothing sort of yeah, I think, quickly on the, on the I counter. I think he's injured. I don't know if it's easy. Came, he came back. He did play this weekend. Uh, oh. Because I didn't even know. Uh, well, yeah, let me have a look. He did. Oh, he didn't start. Um, he did not start the game and did not come off either. He is injured yeah, he is and he's injured. injured until early October. He's got a hamstring Apologies. injury. Apologies, I'm a massive casual. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> so just to be clear, Ismail Asar is not going to score in this one, Alex. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> then never mind. They're losing. It's all on Obama Young, and I. <laughs> Very well, very well. Okay, so my my pick for for the weekend's action is uh, Lille versus Rance. I think two teams who have the capacity to do more, but that hasn't necessarily translated in terms of the results so far. At least in terms of Rance's performances, where I think they have shown that they have taken um, uh, the next step in terms of their quality and being a more possession-oriented side, slowing down, things like Alex said. But yeah, that hasn't necessarily translated into results for them just yet. I think they're still missing uh, Balogun-like presence up front. I don't trust Umar Diakite as much for, for them going forward. Maybe Modarami or Adama Bojang will stake a claim for the starting spot up front next season. But yeah, as for Lille, again, 
um, expected more from them this season, to be very honest. And I know we, uh, Alex and I, we put them quite high in our season preview pod. And uh, and yeah, it'll be a good test for them, I think, against France. Very difficult opponent to come up against. And um, both both teams, uh, arguably Leo more so, enjoy keeping possession. So yeah, perfect matchup um, to to close off the weekend's action. I think that's the the last uh, game of the of the round. So yeah, nice little game to close off the game week. All right, Jerry, thank you so much for your time today. Alex, thank you so much for your time today. I guess it was a pleasure. Thank you, Nanad. <laughs> Very welcome. And listeners, thank you for your time and thank you for your patience listening to us ramble on about our <laughs> best combined non-PSG Liga on Levens. We hope you enjoyed that and hope that was a little bit more insightful than you imagined it would be. Uh, well, look forward to being back next week. Until then, keep well, stay safe and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye, everyone. <laughs>